Hello and welcome to the Profit Roadmap. This is Cody Owen in a uh, in a very bare studio. B A R E because bear is in meetings all day tied up. <laughs> so I am all by my lonesome sitting down with noted biggest badass of SA4 Marvin Salcedo of Salcedo Lawn. How's it going? Hey Marvin, thanks so much for chatting with me. So you're in town for the uh, the academy elite session that's going on. Yes, and, sir. Uh, I have dragged you away from learning how to grow your business to talk about how you've grown your business in the past. Yes, sir. So where did it all start for you? Wow, that's a <laughs> that's a loaded question. Um, I guess when uh, when I officially started my business, um, I was a uh, broke college student, and I was really hungry. And <laughs> I, uh, I called my dad up one day because I was working at a job, and I was making like six dollars and fifty cents an hour. And you're, you're dating yourself a little bit. Yes, I know, right? And uh, six dollars and fifty cents an hour, and uh, was working part time, and wasn't paying the bills, and wasn't making enough money to pay college and rent and everything. And so I was like, "What do you think I should do? I'm, I'm I need to do something. I need more money." And he said, "Let me think about it. I'll call you back." So a uh, couple hours later, he called me back, and he said, "Why don't you do what you know to do?" And uh, he said, "Go mow some yards." Because uh, I've been mowing and yards. And also, you're, uh, you're welcome for making you mow the lawn. <laughs> yes. Yes. He actually started me mowing the yard uh, much younger than I will be allowing my kids to mow the yard. <laughs> I was probably about seven years old when I started mowing. And uh, when, I could, when I was old enough to barely be able to push the mower, that's when I started mowing. And uh, he he taught me good work ethic and how to get out there and hustle and and just work hard. Um, I I used to work uh, in from the time I was thirteen. I've had a full time job and working forty hours a week. And he taught me how to work. And so I was mm-hmm. like, you know what? That's let's do it. He said, I'll help you buy the mower and everything, and you pay me back. And uh, bought everything, and that's how I got started. I went out and I printed up some really really crappy flyers. And uh, started passing them out, and I started picking up clients uh, all over. I, at the time, I lived up in uh, Broken Arrow, Oklahoma, and uh, just started picking up one client after another and built that business up until I finished college and stuck around there for about another year because uh, I got married and lo- loved life, grew it, sold that business, moved to Tyler, Texas, and started over. What did, what did you go to school for? I was actually at a Bible college. I, I went and learned how to uh, work with kids. Oh, cool. Yeah. That translates to lawn care. Yeah. <laughs> so managing employees is pretty similar. It's very similar. <laughs> um, so when, at what point did you know that you wanted to be an entrepreneur? Probably about the time I started my second business. Um, the first one, I mean, it was great. It was money, but... I sold it, moved to Tyler, started over, and I realized that this is what I wanted to do with my life. Um, I was young and dumb and uh, didn't have much money, but I realized I really liked working for myself. Uh, I'd worked mm-hmm. for myself for about three years, and uh, I loved it. Uh, and I've worked for myself for God, 17, 18 years now, and uh, I wouldn't have it any other way. I absolutely love it. 
in in building the the new business in Tyler, what was the the biggest challenge that you had to overcome? I think just learning how to do things the right way. Uh, because when I first started, I would take anything and everything that paid money and some things that didn't <laughs> just busy work. Because uh, I felt like if I was busy, I was doing something, at least I was being productive. And as long as I had some money in my bank account, I was quote unquote making money. Yeah. Uh, when we talked to Mike McCallowitz last week, he talked about how business owners frequently uh, run the ideas of being really busy into the idea of being productive. And his argument was that basically like a lot of times business owners end up being afraid of being productive. So yeah. they're really, really busy. So they yeah. never have to think about where they're going next. Yeah, I can definitely see that. So at what point uh, did you make that transition from like being really busy, taking anything that made money to being like, oh, like I need to dial this in and be serious about this? It took me way too long. It was probably after after I joined the academy that it finally clicked that just because I'm busy does not mean I'm profitable. Mm-hmm. Um, and so made, started making those changes. Was there an be, aha moment or was it kind of like a slow? For me, it was a little more slow. Okay. Um, just, just slowly started realizing that, okay, wow, that job is not profitable. And yes, it helps send money to the bottom line, but it doesn't mean I'm making money on that job. So we either need to raise the price or cut the job. Mm-hmm. And cutting jobs was painful because it cut from the bottom line, but making the connection that I was really losing money. I could be doing a profitable job during that time. Exactly, or not doing the job at all. Yeah. And still saving money because I'm not paying labor on something I'm losing money on. Yeah. So for me, it was a little slower. Uh, maybe I'm just uh, thick-headed and take a little longer to learn. <laughs> uh, well, speaking of being thick-headed, uh, what is something that you wish that you could tell the, the Marvin from 17 or 18 years ago uh, that you know now that you wish he had known then? To, to take on profitable work, to, to absolutely make sure uh, that every job that I take on is profitable. Mm-hmm. Because just because I'm making money does not mean it's profitable. And to, to believe in myself enough to charge the proper amount. Mm-hmm. Uh, I used to be scared that, oh, they're not going to go for that because that's, that's a lot of money. But just because it's a lot of money to me does not mean it's a lot of money to them. And I've thrown prices at people that I was like, there's absolutely no way they're going to go for this. And they say yes as soon as I say, I tell them the price. And I'm like, man, I could have asked for more. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I take on profitable work, not busy work. I know that even I've heard Jonathan say that, uh, you know, when he's been working with uh, lawn care owners in particular, that sometimes they'll throw out a price that they're like currently getting paid. And he'll be shocked by it and be like, man, am I not valuing uh, my company's services enough? Yeah. Um, big revelation for you was that revenue doesn't equal profitability, which is like a big transition in the life of a business owner. Yes. Uh, where are you at now? 
uh, making money. <laughs> More importantly, making a profit. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it took a while to get to that point. Um, there's probably still some jobs I need to go through and, and edit out. Uh, you know, Service Autopilot has a uh, uh, cost analysis tool on our website, a pricing calculator. Oh, yeah? That you can plug in your jobs and the time. You can also use the job costing report in Service Autopilot. But for those listening, <laughs> uh, there will be a link in the show notes to that calculator that helps you look. I mean, it literally will just turn the job red if it doesn't make money. That's very cool. I did not know that. Yeah. I'm going to have to Patrick check that out. and I worked really hard on that. I'm good, definitely going to check that out. That's cool. But, yeah, just... Uh, I forgot the question. <laughs> uh, where So you've made this transition from like just trying to get revenue in to focusing on revenue that is profitable. Oh, and you asked me where I was now. Yeah. So yeah, uh, making a profit, uh, moving forward, uh, just focusing on uh, keeping my head down and doing me, um, mm-hmm. you know, not worrying about what anybody else is doing, uh, not worrying about what my competitors are doing or what people all across the United States are doing but focusing on what I'm doing and making sure I'm doing what's good for, for my business and my family and uh, just getting out there, making money and then helping people. What do you think is shaping up to be the next big hurdle you're going to have to jump over? Whew, the next big hurdle. This is so that you can set a goal. And then when we have you back on in the future, we can harass you about that goal. All right. So I would say my next big hurdle is probably threefold. Um, I have kind of three goals that I'm working on right now. Uh, one is is paying off what debt I do have mm-hmm. uh, as quickly as possible. Two, I know that I'm going to have to add another truck next year. Um, so purchasing uh, a new truck and getting it on the road. And three, I know I'm going to have to replace some equipment. And just trying to do that is economically as possible mm-hmm. uh without breaking the bank but also being uh, wise about my purchases yeah so. any uh any wisdom you have to bestow on people who are in a similar position as you're looking into that i would say don't be afraid of looking at uh, especially for trucks don't be afraid of looking for used trucks mm-hmm. uh you don't have to go out and get the biggest shiniest newest truck uh, a good used truck uh, with a nice paint job will most of the time work just as efficiently uh, as a new truck. Now, there are times that a new truck is needed, and uh, I have definitely seen the value in that from time to time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but do your homework. Uh, look around. Uh, my next purchase will probably be another used truck, though this last one I bought was a used truck. Um, and I'll probably make another another used purchase. I w- just for listeners uh, who are in other places, I will say the used truck market in Texas is markedly better than a lot of places up north, <laughs> uh, especially because they get destroyed by uh, salt Salt up north. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, a used truck can definitely save you a lot of money and serve you just as well as a new one. Let somebody else take that depreciation hit. That's right. So I know that you have accountability from the academy group uh, like as a whole to be like, hey, what's going on? Like you have that opportunity to ask questions and get input from other people. But do you have like a small group of business owners that you're close with that you can? A lot of it are people that I've met through the academy Mm -hmm. uh, that we keep in close contact to. Uh, A lot of them will call each other 
uh, throughout the week or, you know, every couple of weeks just to check on each other, see how everything's going. Is there anything that we can do to help each other and, uh, and just be there for each other? Uh, sometimes you just, you need to talk to somebody and be like, dude, I just Who need to vent. It? I need to vent. Yeah. Give me a minute. <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I've, I've got some friends, but most of them are people that I've met through the Academy. Let's, let's wrap it up here with, your all-time favorite memory running your business. So whether it was like just something crazy that happened or like a huge victory, like what, when you look back, is like the high point for you so far? So I... And know my, that you have to top it by your next interview. <laughs> my all-time favorite is really not necessarily something that happened at work but it's coming home from work. And when I open the door and my kids come running to me screaming, Daddy. And for me, no matter how crazy my day's been or how long or how crappy of a day I've been, I've had, uh, they love me no matter how bad I feel or no matter how much I may have failed at work. They're there for me. They love me. And for me, that is my favorite memory uh, for work. Just coming home and knowing that I support them and that I'm there for them and they appreciate what I do. So, yeah, I'd say that's my favorite memory. That's hard to top. I don't know that you're going to be able to top that by next time. Um, And then you mentioned earlier uh, that one of – one of the things that that you love to do is is help people. Is that something that like Salcedo Lawn does, or is that just personal on the side? A lot of it is other business owners um, that reach out to me and ask me questions. Um, a lot of people, because I've been in this business a long time, uh, they'll they'll call me up and just ask my opinion on stuff, mm-hmm. and I love just helping them out, uh, helping them uh, brainstorm and talk through things. Uh, I had a friend uh, the other day that he just he had an absolutely crappy day and he he blew up on some people that he shouldn't have. And I kind of told him, I said, dude, uh, was this that guy that uh, cut the big X into that lady's lawn? No, and- no. <laughs> <laughs> but he he said some things to some people that he shouldn't have. And I told him, I said, dude, you were a jerk. You You need to go apologize and make things right. And he's like, you know what? You're right. Marvin will tell you the hard things. I I will. And I was a little bit, uh, I was not as a PC with him as I was just now. But he, uh, he, he called me later and he's like, thank you. I, I appreciate that's exactly what I needed to do. And I just, my, my heart, I, I love helping people. And in the, in the long run, I, I want to grow a business to where I can help business owners uh, grow their businesses. So that's awesome. Yes, sir. Well, Marvin, thank you so thank much you. for joining me in the the tiny conference room here. Yes, I uh, love for it a, for a bear free episode of the Profit Roadmap. <laughs> bear literally just walked by. He ju- he's walking by. He's right going to come there. in and say hi. Hey, Bear, come say hi. Thanks for answering my Slack, Cody. Really appreciate the opportunity to sit down and talk with Marvin. This is really fantastic. If you want to ask answer, Marvin a question? Real I would quick? love to answer. I would love to ask. So where where did we leave off? What was the last question? We, we were wrapping up. <laughs> So in conclusion, are you not disappointed that you didn't get the opportunity to sit with both of us? A a little bit. A little bit. A little disappointed. 
See, this is when we need to talk about, actually, we should probably bring, bring up the topic of communications. Actually, le real legit question, okay? Um, you know, as, as a, as a top-notch business owner that you are. Well, thank you. Um, wouldn't, wouldn't you promote active communication between colleagues and coworkers, especially when one, let's just say Cody for the sake of argument, puts out a message, hey, can you do a show at 1045? And I say, no, but we let out of my in-house uh, in sales uh, training at noon. Can we do it then? And then no response, leaving me to assume that we're okay to go at noon. And then I show up and I just happen to walk by. And, and you guys see, are- And see the betrayal as it happens. And see the heart-stopping, painful, thousand cut death that I am experiencing right now. All right. Well, Barry, thanks so much yeah. for swinging by the studio and lifting us all up. Uh, so good to see you, Marvin. Fantastic. Thanks for joining the Profit Roadmap <laughs> alongside Cody Owen on Barry Plessy, passing by. All right, guys. We will be in your ears next week. Do you know where your business is going? If you're comfortable, if you're sitting atop a growth plateau, I want you to know something. Businesses can't sit still. If you're not growing, breaking down walls, and building your dream business, then your business is dying. You need directions and goals. This November, join us and hundreds of service entrepreneurs to learn how to break through your barriers and build your dream business. Go to serviceautopilot.com forward slash SA5.